This is the Spraymakers Podcast, where Rossi and Trent dive deep into the world of slalom. On this episode, they discuss edge change, answering questions about what effects speed and line length have on edge change location, and how you can utilize body position to have a greater effect on your speed. Yeah, and especially those that are that are skiing um, either slower speeds than 34 and 36, or um, you know, like 26 miles an hour, 30 miles an hour. I've got some people yeah. who, who are asking the question, Hey, I ski 32 miles an hour, you know, as my top speed in my division, can I edge change at center? What do you say to that there, Trent? Yeah. And it is, it's like, um, and I'm glad, I'm glad, you know, we're going to talk about this cause I'm getting that. I get that question asked a lot too. It's like, you know, listen to the episode armed with all these ideals, but you know, and, and it's, it's the same thing. I'm, I'm going you know, the boat's going pretty slow. Does that work? Um, or a lot like for kids, like, you know, I got like this little 75 pound, you know, 10 year old or, or the other one I get a lot too is, is I don't think I'm tall enough to switch or sorry. Yeah. I don't think I'm tall enough to switch edges early. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, um, so yeah, like, so not just, you know, arming you with ideals, but, but, Yes, it is possible. So, like, you know, just a short answer. Like, I'm just thinking. I have a you know a 12 year old and a 10 year old that I work with. You know, four or five days a week, and and right from the very start when they were skiing 24 miles an hour, it was you know maybe they weren't transitioning center line, but but it was definitely that building that ideal of how to not need to pull past the second wake, and and so okay, here's here's what kind of interrupts it, and you know because you can watch. You know, some crazy talented, and we'll just stick with you know junior ranks, junior skiers, who are obviously pulling past the second whitewash, and 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 I always feel like, you know, it is a path of lesser resistance initially, meaning you know you with a poor body position and more of a more of a tug of war stance and and a long pull and and a, and a you know more of a back foot slidey turn because you're not really not going that fast anyway you you can get to a level really quickly but you know when I'm my my sort of stances or you know the way I deliver this is is I don't want you know I don't want a kid to get to 28 off and then then have to relearn it you know even even if it takes an extra year to get there I'd rather you know I'd rather teach you how to run 41 now instead of instead of after you're already you know plateaued at 32 off or something so what gets in the way of of that early edge change so and and i think you know you you're gonna be on the same page as me with this this isn't you know you don't just switch edges at the center of the wake you know this whole thing is is about running a line that facilitates the earliest edge change possible you know so if if you know, if you ha haven't created enough speed at the first wake and, you know, meaning cross course speed plus speed, you know, ski speed in relation to your body, that edge change is going to happen where the edge change needs to happen. It's going to happen when you're, when your ski accelerates past your body's center line and, and starts to cast out. Um, so why is it more difficult? Why is it more difficult at 15 off at 30 miles an hour to achieve this? That's, I mean, that's, I think that's, that's, that's the question. Um, I, I don't know that it's well, not, I mean, I don't know that it's not easier or harder, but what is, I mean, well, you gotta, you I, I think it's more difficult or... and we'll just start. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll just roll right now. I, I think we'll just start with 15 off. Why is it more difficult at 15 off? Well, it, it isn't, but because of the length of the rope, because the rope is so long, you can run a line on the boat that leaves you 
barely past the the second whitewash, right? Like you can, the rope's so long that you can stay basically behind the boat and still get around the buoy. So I, I think, you know, at 15 off people, people run a narrower line because they can, you mm-hmm. know? Um, <clears throat> I mean, I, cause it's not like, yeah, go ahead. Well, I guess, I guess in my, in my opinion, I just, I just talk, go in there as well. Um, the more technically advanced skier you are, the more confident you're going to be in your skills, the more confidently you move from one motion to the next. So, you know, I mean, it, uh, you have more rope at 15 off, but the people that are, that are skiing in there in that range are also less developed on the technical standpoint of things. Yeah. And it takes them longer yeah. to get there. Right. Like, I mean, that's like the, is that's, that's yeah. my just you know, 30,000 foot view, but sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Keep going. No, and that's, no, and that, no, and that's right though. But I still think, you know, it, I still think you should build this the correct way, you know? So when I'm starting with whoever it is, you know, and, and having them run the course, uh, even at 15 off, I'm not worried about their width on the buoys. I'm worried about their height on the boat. Cause I, I'm right from the very start with these guys. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to teach them how to truly build speed into the first wake. So, by the time they're coming off the second wake, you know, even again, 26 miles an hour, 15 off, they're done. You know, they're done with that load phase and they're already on that inside edge, coasting to that high spot on the boat again. So I, I think, you know, the first thing that gets in the way <clears throat> is, is that relationship with the boat, that height, that height and speed on the boat. And, you know, a, like you said, you know, cause it's typically if you're at 26 mile an hour, 15 off, you're probably at the, you know, at the bottom end of the living curve. And then two, I think because the rope is so long, people don't pay attention to where it is that they're building speed. They're only paying attention to where they are in relation to the buoy, mm-hmm. you know? Um, <clears throat> so length of the rope. And then two, in order to truly accelerate your ski, you know, it, it takes a, you know, we'll go back to stack or structural alignment. Like, you know, for you to be able to to move, continue to move forward through the exit of the turn and, and keep moving forward through the load, you're going to, it's going to take really, really good body position, meaning, you know, structural alignment. And, and as that pertains to the line of the rope, that nice stack with the rope, um, that has to be refined. If you're actually going to be accelerating and creating enough speed and energy before the wakes to let everything cast out at the second wake or, 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 or sooner. Um, and again, 15 off, you know, like a 70 pound kid, like, you know, they can get away with dropping their, you know, dropping their hips, dropping their bottoms, getting into that tug of war position and working all the way to the buoy tail turning. Cause they're not going that fast anyway, working all the way to the buoy. So I, I think it's, 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 um, I think it's easy to, to sort of, you know, get perpetuate. It's easier, easier, easier to like push it aside and just be like, well, it's not really possible anyway because the rope's too long and the boat's going too slow. But if it, it truly is, though, it truly is possible. It's, it's again, it's, it's, it's paying less attention to the, you know, to spacing on the buoys and more attention to spacing on the boat. And I, and I do think, you know, that everyone should, you know, it should, that should be everyone's priority. Learning how to do it right the, the first time. Because look, look at the kids now. Like I, I was watching video you know, this morning of, of Ryan Canaba. And I'm just like, oh, man, what, like my generation at, I don't know how old he is. I'm going to say he's 19. I, we, I, we didn't look like that. We weren't <laughs> no, moving like that, no, you no. know? And it's, it's just like, they're, they're, I mean, their game is just so advanced and, and, 
and then you can even just go, you know, look at some of the top pros now and you can be like, you can pick it apart. Well, like so-and-so, you know, she runs Surrey nine and she pulls passes, you know, she pulls all the way past the second whitewash. And, and mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's fine. But, but, you know, look at these kids that, that are coming up. I mean, they've, you know, they've, they've got it figured out and it's, it's, uh, it is incredibly important and, and it's, and I, and I, but I do think, you know, it's not that, and maybe this was lost in the, those original episodes regarding this topic, but it, it's not edge change at the center line. And otherwise it's, this, this is all lost. It's, it's facilitate as early at edge change as possible. Exactly. I mean, we, we, what we're trying to do is I, I, I tell people we're trying to give you the, we're trying to give you the, the, the theoretical, what we're shooting for, you know, like what, what are, what are we trying to accomplish? And then yes, you can write flat out. You can run 39 off pulling long. You can do it. I, I mean, I've done it. I mean, yeah. uh, I'm sure you've done it, Trent, you know, like you yeah. can do yeah. it, but is that what you're supposed to be striving for? Hmm. The other thing is these people that are running 39 off going long are highly skilled at what they're doing. Their tolerance for error is very, is very small. And I guess my point to that would be if they're running that on that line, what would they do if they learned the, the, the more efficient line where they're, where they are able to build more speed into center, then that means they'd be running 41 and maybe taking stabs at 43. So, you know, I mean, you can beat up, at any level you want to get to, you can say, oh, well, this person pulls long and still runs this. Yes. Guess what? I guarantee you that person is frustrated beyond all belief that they can't run more buoys than they're running right now. So, yeah. you know, it, it doesn't matter what level you're at. I also think that um, that basically the same issues that show themselves at 26 miles an hour, 15 off, are relatively similar to the same as a person who's stuck at two at 35 off. It's just the, the person has gotten more skilled at, at how they, how they do their weakest links. So they're able to get away with more. So again, right back to what you were talking about before, let's, let's just go ahead. And if we're going to work on something, let's work on it to get it towards more of the, of the theoretical point of view than, I just want it to, to pass this line length or I just want to pass this speed. Like yeah. let, let's just go ahead and break it down. If we're going to do the work, let's do the work properly and let's, you know, let, let's get into it. And, and, uh, and so let's get into it. Let's do a little bit of, you know, I, I, I did a, I'm doing a lot of social distancing right now. I'm, uh, you know, still, so, you know, I did go to a couple of tournaments and, and, and run them and stuff. I did a lot of time on a, on a tower by myself. Uh, so I have my distance and so I got to watch a lot of skiers at a lot of different, um, you know, ability levels. And a, a few things started sticking yeah. out in my mind as to why, why these, why these skiers end up pulling long. There is a reason. I mean, there, you just, you know, and, and the bottom line is, you know, you and I have talked about it. We, we're not developing enough speed to center line to, to be able to cast out to that buoy. And you instinctively know this, like, it's not something, you know, I mean, people will say edge change happens when it happens, all these things. My point of, my point of view is more that edge change happens when you instinctively know or, or are confident enough in your speed and direction that you will project out to that buoy. So, you know, what are some things that people could be, could be doing, um, or, or not doing that are holding them back from being able mm-hmm. to, to do yes. that. And let's, let's start with, let's just start with somebody like, 
uh, a, you know, a 26 to 30 mile an hour, 15 offer, you know, or, or anyone in that, in that ability level, you know, like, what do you see that, that really, you know, what are some key points that they could maybe key in on? So one, so, so, the, you know, the first one I always look for and it's, and it's and it, sh- it proves to be right. 90% of the time is, is <clears throat> speed and spacing on gate setup. So, yeah. you know, and especially long line skiers or slower, you know, or, or slower speed or skiers or both, um, you know, it's a gentle, easy pull out. And maybe they're even using that, you know, that adage of, of just as long as I'm wide as, as wide as two, four, six, I'm good. Um, and then, but the real killer is, is that they're going significantly slower than the boat when they initiate the turn in. Mm-hmm. Um, so then here's, what's going to happen is, is if at that point, if they try to do a quick turn and, and, and create, you know, good angle, the, the, the ski is going so slow and, and people always say, I feel like I'm sinking. And that that's, there's actually merit to that. I mean, the water tension is decreasing. The ski is riding deeper in the water. So if they try to do a, a quick turn and create that, you know, angle, the ski wouldn't support it, right? I mean, as as you start slowing down, your ski is going to get tippier. Um, you know, the faster you're going, the more it's going to support your body's movements. So what happens is because they're because if they try to turn in quickly, they would just sort of fall hard against the rope. So people get down this tunnel of this progressive gate, progressive gate, progressive gate. So they end up actually just not doing anything till they're at the first wake. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. culprit number one is is being too, you know, is going slower than the boat when you, when you turn in on your gate. You know, we, um, we, we've talked about this before, but it's, it's my, my awesome analogy. I'm, I'm just cutting you off for just a second, but my analogy to that is when you oh. ride a bike, when you ride a bike and you're going really slow and you're trying to make a turn, the bike wants to just dump you and fall and you fall over, you know? And then if you get going a little bit faster and you start to turn the bike, you turn with your handlebars. And if you get even going even faster than that, then you can let your body fall to the inside and arc turns on your bike. And this is yes. all the exact same physics that we're exactly. basically using in a water ski turn. So we don't want to yeah. be slow. So we are tippy and fall over. It's really hard to be balanced. Anyway, sorry to, that was just a yes. sidebar. So yeah. go ahead. No, 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 that, no, that's, that's, that's an interjection, not an interruption. So, um, that's, uh, <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> um, so, no, and but you you know and 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 to add to that, you're exactly right. You, you know, if, if you're turning, if you're going really really slow on a bike, you've got to stay over top of your cranks. If you're hauling butt, you can do a bank turn. You want to do a bank turn on a slalom ski. So yeah. so step number one, you don't even ha- it's not even so much about being really wide, but just make sure that you're rolling in before you're going slower than the boat. So that's 26 mile an hour. You know you're going to be pulling out at one point. You're probably going to hit 30 on that pullout as you start to slow down. Be you know, be mo- moving into that turn when you're at that at that brief pause where you're no longer swinging up on the boat, but you're absolutely not falling back. Because mm-hmm. what you know, you, you can even just think of it as all you're really doing is maximizing, you know, your run up space, if you will. You mm-hmm. know, it's gonna it's gonna create a takes a certain amount of space to build the speed you're looking for. That's gonna you know swing you up ahead of the boat again. So, you know, don't pull out. And then let that space dissolve and disappear until you're almost back to the wakes again. Turn in from your widest point, however however wide that might be. Um, step two, Rossi. So we're, we've we're, we've we've turned in, you know, at the same speed as a boat, maximizing one our ability to turn quickly because of the support that's offered from you know from that water speed. 
um, two, maximizing how much of a how much of a swing in or how much of a run up we have before we get to the center line. Now, what's what's uh, the next step to make sure we can build enough speed to not have to pull all the way to the buoy? We got to bend our arms and push our feet really hard. Okay, that's what's. Good. Wait, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. That's the backwards thing. Um, you know what I see basically is is that moment that you and the boat match. You know that's your turn in spot. That's what you were just describing. So you you pull out. You got that. You're faster than the boat. The moment you and the boat match, you better be turning in from there. I want you turning in from there, regardless of if you're going to miss or make the gates. As long as this is practice. You got to start turning in and learning to commit from that moment. That moment you can adjust by when you pull out and 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 all of those things, but you got to turn into that that moment. And the, my my biggest thing is we want to get we want to get commit to that fall in or that turn in. You got to leave those arms straight, man, because the the people in that that twenty six mile an yeah. hour to thirty mile an hour range really have this high desire to get into this powerful position. And, and if anything, the will of wanting to run the course, the will of wanting to be more up course, like that's overriding the function of and the technique of what we need to be doing. So we're out there nice and wide. We match the boat. We commit to falling in. My big thing is leave those arms straight. You're, you're, what are we like a quarter of a horsepower? I don't even think we're that. And the boat's got, you know, three to 450 horsepower. So you're not going to be able to beat this boat. Like you cannot pull the boat backwards. Like this is not where we're going with this. We need to use the form of our technique or the, you know, you got to use the technique as your power. It's like golf ball. The harder I swing, the less far it goes and the more it deviates. What we want to do is fall into it. So, you know, when I, when I make a turn, turn in for the gate, I just want to make sure my, you know, my left hip is somewhat near that handle, not bending my arms to get it close, you know, just leave that arm straight, fall in and then feel like, you know, like you just, uh, like you put the, like, like you put the handle on a post and you're just leaning against it with your feet on the dock. That's the position you're looking to be in and be able to maintain that position and not take so yeah. much where you start to bend the arm. As soon as you bend the arm, you'll feel your hip, uh, you'll feel your hip release and not be in that lined up position. It'll start to fall backwards because there's too much load that you're creating with your upper body and something has to give. So, you know, in my, in my opinion, uh, once we've, we've got that speed to turn in, well, all we really need to do is get into that position that we can maintain and hold from as wide a point as possible, but to maintain and hold this position into that first wake. And uh, do, you, do, you have, yeah. do you have more things to it, you know, more technical things to add to that? No, I, I don't, you know, I, I think, I think that's it. It's, it's two things. It's, it's speed and spacing. And then it, it's like, for me, it's, it's, it's alignment. You know, if, if you're in a position where you don't have to, to move away from the boat, but you can simply keep your momentum, you know, sliding into the wakes, can you, you describe know, so that you're, real you're, quick? You're, Can you describe well, moving away from the boat yeah. just so people so the, really get a better idea? Yeah. Of what you're saying? yeah. So it, it's kind of you know that that whole idea of throwing your shoulders back or or driving your hips up. Like I I only me personally and, and the way you know also the way I, I mean I coach I only need to do that if the load is started. You know if 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 the load is started to build before I'm you know quote, finish my turn or before I'm back into alignment. If I have that perfect stack 
as the load is starting to, you know, gently build, then I keep my momentum going forward, like towards my direction of travel, you know, and, and that's, that's only possible if you have perfect structural alignment. If you're perfectly stacked, I can just keep my weight sliding or, or just, you know, keep my momentum going towards my direction of travel. If the boat catches me out, meaning, you know, I've, I've lost my speed or space, or I turned in, you know, with my upper body instead of my hips, if something left me out of, you know, even a few degrees out of alignment, I'm going to have to, I'm gonna have to move away from the boat or, 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 you know, increase my, my lean to try and correct my body position. So ultimately you're, you're kind but of, if I, control. if, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, you know, yes, and then and then in in doing so, in in finding that better alignment and finding that stronger body position, I've I've stalled my acceleration though. So I, I that's when I'm going to pull past the center of the wakes. Right. So you've made yeah. a mistake. You need yeah. to correct that mistake, and to correct that mistake, you actually have to leverage against the boat to correct the mistake, which is all yes. the things we're trying not to do. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. No, that's exactly it. And like on my best, you know, when I'm when I'm skiing my best, and 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 I I can just across all line lengths. If I'm when I'm when my timing is right, I'm never making a move to increase load. You know, and I don't feel an increased load. I feel like the 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 the, the pressure is like really static. It obviously builds into the you know the kind of the middle of the first whitewash, and then that's it. Just then it's just a static you know, static pressure through the transition and then just a slow bleed off as I, you know, as I climb on the boat, but I like it. you know, a day like yesterday when my timing st- stinks, I'm pulling my guts out. Heck yeah. Oh, it's hard work. So frustrating. It's like, I know I don't want to do this. I know how to, to, how to overcome it, but I'm still doing it. You know, when I, when I have a day like that, I either, I either say, well, this could happen in a tournament and I, I may, you know, being nervous and be out of my deal. So I need to learn how to ski with it. Or I'll just whip into the dock and be like, man, I'm, I'm hitting the reset button. That's not the, that's not the way I want to ski right now. So I'm just going to, I'm going to chill and, and, and rethink about it and and refocus on my keys and go back out there. Uh, One thing that just popped in my head while we were talking about that and talking about, you know whatever you want to call it, falling into the direction of travel or making turns. I think from that wide spot, whenever I, cause I'll, I'll, I'll go and I'll ride a, a wider ski with a toe loop. I mean, totally wrong a left foot forward versus my normal right foot forward. You know, I'll go do that stuff in the summer just to break up yep. the monotony of, of killing buoys. Um, and I, I can, the overriding thought in my mind, the entire time I'm out there is to be light, light on my feet. Like, like I am not going to touch, I'm not doing anything with my motion to push on my ski. I will just allow my body movements to create the ski edge. Cause as soon as your body falls off the edge of your ski, you know, your center of mass, whatever you want to call that, as soon as it starts moving off the side of the ski, that ski is going to roll up. So, you know, this idea that you have to push your ski or you have to fight to get your ski in a certain position, totally false. So your body can move the ski. You do not need to be driving it. And and especially when you're slow, like the 26 mile an hour, who's getting ready to turn in. And then you see them just really drive, especially a a lot of people get hard on that back foot, but especially like drive it right there. You just, as soon as you depress that ski, is your spray getting bigger or smaller? And if it's getting bigger, that means you're slowing down. 
So again, another just overriding thought in my mind is this is not a tug, it's not a tug of war against the boat. It's not a fight. And you do not need to fight your ski to make these moves. You need to perfect how you move your body in order to create these yeah these things. So anyway, I yeah, was just, and, uh, and, and again, no, and, and I love that because, because then it just ties us together. Cause it, and then again, the only time that you're, you're, that you're going to have to fight your ski, fight the boat is if you're mistimed, right? Is if, mm-hmm. if, if the boat is interfering with, with the movements, you know, you want to make. Um, so, key. so, That's so, key. Uh, yeah. So then, okay. So we kind of decided, you know, uh, and you know, kind of clarified, yes, center line is a goal. Um, no, you know, we're not doing, you know, baby and bathwater if you're head changing at the second wake, but just, just, you know, just understand why, understand why it's happening. Understand why, you know, if your head changes routinely at the middle of the second white wash, which is probably the, the most common, you know, for skiers, 28, 32, 35 off, um, just be open to exploring, you know, why it's happening later. And, and, and the answer is it's a lack of acceleration early. Um, right. You got to move your power curve outward. That's that, that is what, I mean, it's like you're, you're doing the right things. It's taking you too long. You don't have enough too long to get there. Yes. It takes you too long to get there. And then you don't, you, you instinctively, this is my take on it, but you instinctively know you're not going to make it out to the buoy. If you don't, if you, if you come up at or near, you know, center line, second wake. So you stay longer just to guarantee that you make it out there. So all we're really telling you is take that power curve and you need to shift it further out on your gates and have it end towards the middle of the wakes. Like that's, that's what we need to do. So we need to do things that, that set us up to be able to do, to move that, to shift that power curve earlier. That's, I mean, that's the name of the game and I don't care if you're running... Yeah, if you're running 26 miles an hour, 15 off, long line, or if you're running into 41, you know, I mean, yes. you know, when I get stuck at 41 and I'm not running it, 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 it always, it almost always comes down to the fact that I'll freeze frame myself and I'll, I'll see where I'm still on that, you know, that right shoulder still away after, you know, right at that second wake. And then the next move is a release of that shoulder, a jump to the inside an early release of the handle and a straight line right at the buoy where I'm not doing anything. I'm just hanging 10 at the buoy. And now at the most critical moment of the turn where all the forces say the skis has, has every ability to blow out now at the end of the turn, I'm going to try to make all of my turn happen at one time and start to accelerate. And that's why we blow out. I mean, if you're racing a car, you just blew the back end of your, of your, of your car out and you did a donut and then you got crushed by all the cars coming behind you. You know, I mean, that's, that's the mentality of it. So, so, you know, I think, I think that, and then, so let's just say the best absolute critic, most critical thing to be doing is set yourself up for that at your gates. Right. I mean, I think the yeah. whole time you and I have been it's talking right now, it's, well, I, it's the only place. Cause if, if you miss it, yeah. Cause if you miss it there, you, I mean, if this was a 10 buoy course, maybe you'd finish up. All right. You know, or, or on your earlier passes, maybe by four and five, you're okay, but you can't miss it there. And, and it's such a gimme there. That's the frustrating part. Right. Isn't it? There's a, you know, it's, it's, it, there's nothing standing in your way for, of, of, of getting that, you know, like we talked about 15 minutes ago, you know, high glide speed facilitating a, a faster, you know, a faster, lighter turn in because, you know, because you're not falling hard against the rope because the, that harder water is going to support you. And and it's just, it's, you've got to make that a precedent and it's got to be 
every pass, every set, you know, like I, I, and you've, you said this in, in episodes past, like you work on your gate every single, every single pass, every single pass. And it is that, I mean, I, you know, as soon as, you know, in the beginning of the season, you know, I don't put, I think I'm putting enough emphasis, enough effort into it. And then, you know, all of a sudden a month later I'm skiing well. And it's just because, Oh yeah, no, I, I can, you know, I have better glide speed, better glide speed. And it is, it's something I, 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 I work on every pass, every set tournament. I never take that first motion, that first pull out for granted. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was watching my friend, uh, Ed at, uh, this last tournament and, you know, he's skiing at 26, 24, 26 miles an hour. He's, uh, riding a high end ski, you know, uh, it's definitely critical for him to, to be over his ski, you know, the right way so that, that he can accelerate and not dig a hole and do all of that, which is, which is critical for what, you know, for everybody at that speed. And one of the things I saw was, and, and this happens to so many people at that ability level is he gets out pretty good for his gates. Like you said, he's slowing down too much. And then once he gets too slow, his actual turn in until he gets, you know, from where he starts turning in to where he actually gets in that stacked position, it's like the creeper of all creepers. You know, he's just like, turn, 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 yeah, yeah. turn, 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 yeah. turn, turn. I'm like, I'm like, Ed, you're already into the whitewash. Get that hip connected. Let's get going. And then you see him connect. And then, you know, he pulls through the wake. You see him pull into that next whitewash before he lets go and goes to a reach, you know? So basically, yeah. you know, so, so what he needs to do is, is what we were talking about. We needs to be out there a little, be out there with more speed on his glide. The moment he and the boat match, he needs to commit to that to that drop in. And and in my opinion, people, we should be pretty darn close to how you'd envision two handing around buoy two. Like that's the kind of turn we want to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get yeah, yourself, yeah. Yep. get heck turned, yeah. and get going. And I don't care if you're at 26 yeah. miles an hour, 22 miles an hour. I mean, this is the same thing I'm I'm talking with my son at. Uh, when he's skiing at 21 to 28 miles an hour, you know, like, dude, you gotta, you gotta get yourself turned in and get hammering from wide. Now hammering does not mean yep. loading against the boat. I mean, it's, it's a, that was a poor choice of words, but I guess we should, we should talk about it because <laughs> this is what we all talk about. I mean, Mapple talked about, it. he's like, I go a hundred percent through the gates. And then, so what happens? I go out there and I pull, I pull as hard as I can and I can't control myself at one ball. That's not what he meant. What he meant was be committed to a to a progressive technical cut from as wide as you can so you can build this speed into center line. You don't want to creep your gate. You don't want to go as slow as you can go. I'll guarantee you a couple things. Number one, you can have a creeper gate all you want and you can run 39 off. But the creeper gate does not show up at buoy one. If you have bad gates, yeah. And your buoy too is going to be, it's going to be, is going to be where it shows up. And guess what lefties? Yeah. Sorry. That's a tough one. Not you. Trent, no, but, but, that, but that's why I spent the, the, no dude, that, that's why I spent the biggest part of my career with a two at 41 guy, you know? Right. And, right. and luckily there was a, there was a, you know, a moment in my career where that was, that was, you know, enough to make a final or two, but, but that's exactly why I was stuck there forever. You know, I had this gate where I was getting pretty consistent at 39 and then it, it just, I, I mean, I, I, man, I couldn't figure out that pass in, until I completely reevaluated my relationship with the boat. So I guess just to, you know, come back full circle on this, um, 
address it with your own skiing, you know, and it's not, it's not, it's the beauty of it is, is that it's not right or wrong. It's, it's sliding, you know, you know, that's just like, and I like how you said, like strive for an earlier power curve from a wider point um, and address it with your, you know, if you're coaching your kids, uh, make that a chief concern right from the start. You know, I know we, you know, talked about sort of the hierarchy of importance when it comes to coaching kids. And for me, one is structural alignment. And then two is relationship with the boat. I'm talking about this stuff when I'm talking about this stuff before people are even able to run the course, you know, cause it is, it's, it's running the course and it's, it's obvious, but the buoys are the easy part. The boat is the difficult part, you know, so don't set yourself up with a rhythm and don't let your kids learn a rhythm that's going to be super limiting in, in its potential uh, ceiling in terms of, you know, ability to, to improve, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I tell, I, I ski um, Bennett Covington, this little, you know, 10 year old ripper a few times a week. And, and, and I mean, he's, you know, just figuring out 28 off right now, but I'm, I'm, I'm quick to remind him, I'm, I'm teaching you how to run 41. You know, like this is this it, it, good, like good isn't good enough. Like it's, let's, I want you running the ideal rhythm on the boat and, and even you know in his mind running 28 whether it's narrow and, and hook turns or whether it's high and, and and you know ahead of everything it you know it doesn't really register how important it is but but it, it's going to you know he's he's you know set yourself up so you're not going to have this really well-defined um lower ceiling than 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 you should have you know figure out figure out how you know how are you going to run 41 i think you just how are you going to run tw- 28 off right I think you just nailed it, though. One of the things that holds people back is the desire to get six buoys, you know, and I'm and I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm back to my, you know, thinking about my friend Ed, you know, who, you know, all he wants to do is run, run, run passes, you know, like he's he's willing. I mean, he, he goes to the gym. He's buff. He's you know, he's got a strong upper body. You know, and and so he's going to be ready to, to be able to run more buoys because he's stronger. And I'm like, that's. I, you, yes, you do want to actually be in great shape so that you can take uh, shots from from mis, misjudgments and, and, and mistechnique. But ultimately, the desire to run the course can override your brain and, and override your technique. Just like I just said about hitting a golf ball, like golf ball isn't about standing up there and, and just swinging as hard as you can. The ball's not going further that way. It's actually a lot of times goes further when you just have a nice, easy swing and it goes straight and it, and it, and, and you get that follow through and all of that. So, so, you, you know, make sure that when you're practicing, whatever we're, we're saying to practice, you gotta be at a, you gotta be at a, a speed and or line length that you can comfortably make mistakes. Um, you know, if you try to focus on this on your hardest pass, but you haven't put any focus on it, on your openers and things like that, that's, that's not, that's not the way to go. So just, just make sure that you're setting yourself up for success. And then, you know, we spent a lot of time talking about, uh, you know, slower speeds, 15 offer, but is there any difference or would you give the exact same talk to a guy who's, you know, two at 35 or two at 38? The exact, the exact same talk. It's, it's no, pretty exact much exactly time, the same. You know? So, yeah, I just think that's a, I think that's, that, a really- that's why you want to learn it. That's why you want to, yeah. And that's why you want to learn it at, at whatever level you're at. You know, and that's why, you know, it, why does, you know, I mentioned Ryan Canepa, why does he look the way, like the way he looks? Well, he didn't, you know, he didn't relearn it. He was, he, you know, he was, he, you know, coming up, he obviously learned it, if not completely the right way someone you know instilled in the like a sense of 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 the true dynamics of this you know um 
Yeah. But, and that being said though, it's, you know, if you're a, you know, man, I had, I had a guy I was doing some uh, virtual coaching with, and he was just like stuck at two or 39. And, and the thought of changing something and not even, not even a huge change, just simply, Hey, let's get your power curve from a wider spot. And and that was just overwhelming. It was just like, eh, you know what, this is, this is not going to work for me. You know? And, mm-hmm. and, that, and, my, and you know, my response was, well, this isn't a, this isn't, this isn't a theory. This isn't like, this isn't uh you know, this isn't like a, a, an idea. This, this is the way it works. It only works one way, you know? And, and, and meaning, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a sliding scale of, of how close it has to be, but, but I mean, there is only one perfect line and that that's, and that's not even up for debate, you, you know, exactly. um, different, different, different keys and cues and, and, you know, head here, elbow there, all that stuff's personal. And there's different ways of figuring it out and there's different ways of eliciting, you know, the same physical response, but there is only one path to take. Um, so that's, that's you know, such, a, it, such a great yeah. thing. Such a great thing, Trent. Because I mean, I, I know I know that you have an answer to this, and and I do too. But I can tell you that I got to I got to where I was running two at forty one. Um, you know, rapidly, rapidly went up the rankings. You know, I think at that point I was you know in the top twelve, uh, somewhere in that range, and I got to that place right. Mm-hmm. And you know what I did. I told myself, I'm going to completely forget everything I know right now. And I'm starting over again. And I, mm-hmm. and I, I let go of it all. I took time off in the winter and I came back and I focused on my opening pass and I, and I completely rebuilt my thinking process, uh, the way that, you know, the way that I went about how I was doing it. And, you know, I, that next year, I didn't have a better year than I had the year before, but I knew where I was going with my skiing. And then you fast forward five five years later, and all of a sudden, you know, people are like, man, I just love the way you ski and I love your style. And, and I just don't know how you could be that smooth. And man, you're, you you seem to be healthy and you don't, why didn't your back hurt and and, and that kind of stuff. And, (laughs) And so, you know, you just, and then, and then I can tell you, I've done it again. I've done it two or three times, you know, through, through, throughout my career. And, and you may not see as much as you, yeah. you know, on the water, you might not see it as much, but I can tell you that the way my brain looks and analyzes it completely, completely different. And I think you and I have talked enough that, that, uh, you had, you had a, a similar, similar go, right? Like you, you, you definitely rethought the way yeah. that you were going about things, huh? Yeah, hundred percent, one hundred percent. You know, and, and actually, like mine, it, it's sort of, and it's funny how this stuff works. I'll be quick about it. Mine sort of came when I was, I was forced to just sit out for a year, and it was just like, it, and I was still coaching a lot, and then, and I just, you know, and then so, you know, I was skiing, but I, I mean, I wasn't in a place where I, where I was going to be able to compete, and no, 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 no. So I mean, I just, I kind of satisfied that, um, that hunger through other ways. I just like just. And just analysis, analyze, 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 watching and just watching every different skier, yourself included. Okay, what ties these people together? And like what how do all these different approaches of these, you know, top ten guys in the world or and top ten women, like what ties it all together? And just just rethinking, you know, and actually that that drone phenomenon that that got us ten years ago, that changed everything for me when I could watch a lot of slalom from overhead and really really see what's happening because it's not what it, it's not what it feels like and it's certainly not what it looks like from the boat um so yeah awesome. but you know awesome. that that takes that 
it takes that takes courage, right? And that's I think that's where some, we get stuck sometimes is is and I was guilty of it too. Look, I know how to run two at 41. So just, I'm good. I'm good. I got it. Don't worry about it. You know, that's good enough for me right now. And, 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 uh, you know, or I'm, you know, or my, you know, my guy, man, I I got two at 39. I need to run this thing, but it, that takes, takes courage to, you know, just to take a small, and it's not even, I don't even like when people say, you know, I'm just going to take a huge step back and, and just relearn everything. Cause it's not even a, about that necessarily. No. I mean, I mean, it is if you're if you're the one kind of forging the trail. But but I mean, if you have someone to help kind of show you the path, it's like you know, a, a good coach is never going to strip you down and start over. They're 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 going to f- see what you do well and what's going to be your quickest avenue, you know, to to the next step. But um, anyway, that yeah, was that no, was a bit I, of a rant. But but uh, no, I think it's good. Yeah. I think it's good. It's what people need to hear. And and uh, you know, so yeah. Really, really understand and dive into this. Uh, gosh, it's just so fun to talk about. I can't believe how much time we can just blow by and 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 have so much more to want to talk about. So, I guess we'll uh, we'll leave that <laughs> for the next time, man. 